Hello, welcome to Tweet the Leading You podcast where we chat about realistic leadership theories. Oh man, we haven't been on live for so long. We've been hosting the the National Black um, Canadian Summit um, episodes, but hey, we're back from a virtual perspective where we want to bring back individuals who are doing amazing things in community. I have been involved in so much projects, conferences, and I've connected with so many individuals and community. And I have this amazing individual. Her name is April Adams. She's a great friend of mine. She is a passionate um, individual. She's someone who is I would say outrageous or contagious for community attributes and, and, and all that good stuff. And so, April Adams, how are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We, we're, we're getting like the first onset of snow here. Um, so we've been very privileged uh, 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 up until now, but it's kind of like you know, fresh and new and, and, and I always enjoy change. So, so I went and bought two sleds and, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Sleds. Oh, that's, that's really good. I, I, I would love to go, um, sled riding, um, this, um, winter. We'll see, I will tell but you, you know, April, yeah, you just, just call me, just, just call me. It'll be really good. Um, like I said earlier, April is a great, um, individual. She's passionate. Um, she works for the federal government, um, dealing with different indigenous issues, but also dealing with um, diverse cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're, we're going to be joining into the conversation today, April, about um, talking about cultural backgrounds and cultural acceptances and stuff like that. Um, and so I want to start today's conversation um, by asking, when interacting um, from a different culture, religion, background mm-hmm. than your own, how do you ensure your communication is, is effective? And I know that you work for the federal government. You do a lot of um, different communication lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Let's, let, I think that's the easy way in. Yes, yes. I love communication. Yes. It's one of my favorite yeah. uh, topics and language too. Uh, uh, so key for sure. Um, I think like that effective communication definitely depends on a person's level of awareness. Um, yeah. That's the route I'd take. And I'd even take it a step further. Uh, and say I think effective communication is fostered by a person's like self-awareness for sure and their awareness of others. So understanding our own and others' communication styles and limits because we all have limits. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And and, and that's so true. We all have limits um, in knowing how to communicate. Um, I I spoke at a workshop that I presented talking about presenting with impact. And that's what communication is all about, that impact, making sure that there's things that are clear and concise so that there's no room for misunderstanding from, from another individual's um, perspective and accepting that you may hear things that you may not like, but it's there to help you and to groom you and stuff like that. And at a, a conference I attended in Montreal that I actually spoke at, and I said that, you know what, in communication, you may hear something that might have hurt the community, mm-hmm. and that's not something that's your problem it's a society issue that's that's not being dealt with or being aware of and stuff like that but it needs to be spoken out and so that persons will be aware of what's going on i love it i love it you're right because depending on our own intersectionality the environments we grew up in our factors 
we need to consider uh, to ensure like we truly understand conversations that we're having. It's, it's the little things that stem from differing past experiences, beliefs, um, you know, and our brains uh, can misunderstand and take shortcuts make assumptions um, that limits our understanding. So like, for example, you know, if, if you're driving the same route all the time um, consistently, and then you have to uh, go somewhere else, but you take that same route halfway and need to take a turn, but you just don't take the turn and you keep going. That's a shortcut or just taking a, a drink of water or breathing. Our brain takes these shortcuts. Um, and thank goodness, I don't want to have to, uh, uh, Think about every single action it takes to take a drink of water, but you know it has that other opposite effect as well with with biases. It creates biases too. So yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Wow, biases is a whole different topic, and you know we can go into that into a whole different area. But you know, April, you know values have to come into play as well. Valuing people, valuing what they bring to the table, and how they connect their work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In today's working society. I feel that employers are still learning uh, on how to vo- value its employees. Society is still trying to value how to value its cultural differences and cultural perspective and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my, my question to you is how do you cultivate a culture that values differences and different perspective? How do you, how do you cultivate that? I think the key um, is we definitely need to be allies. I like the word allies um, mm-hmm. and, and allyship is so important. You know, taking that time to learn about, to understand and support other people um, and their cultures ignites that self-growth within ourselves. And, and the more we do it, uh, we end up conditioning ourselves into having a growth mindset. Lifelong learning is, is lifelong. So we also mm-hmm. need to understand that, you know, being, um, uh, uh, open to learning, like you said earlier, um, you know, it can, it, it can bring about uh, vulnerability. Um, we're all yeah. humans, we all make mistakes and, and that makes us feel uncomfortable sometimes. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, uncomfortable but, is good. Yes. Uncomfortable is good. Yes. It's good. It's good for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just don't let the shame, fear or yeah. grief or other emotions, uh, negative ones take the lead or helm when you're feeling, uh, vulnerable. Um, you know, it's, it's okay that we make mistakes. And, and I think that uh, being vulnerable, um, uh, uh, you know, acting through vulnerability uh, helps mm-hmm. us grow. Um, uh, and stepping outside of our comfort zones, as you said, you know, making those mistakes and being vulnerable feels icky sometimes uh, yeah. on different yeah. levels. Um, yeah. But it's definitely part of cultivating, um, you know, values, um, um, culture, um, and, and value, values and differences. I'm tongue-tied this morning. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, that's totally true. My, my question, I think I'm just gonna do an add-on to this question. Sure. What does vulnerability mean to you? Like, how do you define your own self in vulnerability? Uh, so I think that vulnerability to me is, is, is being authentic. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes um, we get lost from the time we're, we're very small um, right. uh, until we become adults. And, and we take on all of these other things um, that we think um, or, or, or that we feel are expected of us. And we lose some of our own authenticity, that, that genuine me, you know? And, and yeah. yeah, so I think that, that being, being vulnerable first is, is, is finding yourself. 
And sometimes right. it's like really, really deep down in there, um, that, that, that loving self, but, but bringing it up and, and, and being comfortable in our own skin um, uh, and that our own, you know, genuine authenticity. Um, uh, yeah, so, 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 so that's kind of the, the, the core for me is, is being yourself. Um, and then the second part of vulnerability for me is I know I'm being vulnerable when I get nervous or when I feel fear or shame or grief. Yeah. And that makes me want to run the other way and not be vulnerable. But the more I do it and the more I practice it, um, uh, the easier it gets like anything in life usually. Um, so, so, so yeah, those would be kind of those, those two components. Um, and that, that is probably the biggest thing that helps me be an ally and ally goes two ways, right? If you see right. somebody trying to be an ally and they're tripping up and they're falling down, help them, help them up. Yeah. It takes yeah. courage on both sides, right? I, I agree. Help somebody. Help someone to build. Help someone to to hold their hand. Help them to to know the way because may they may need help to be resourceful. You have a there's a lot of people that has a lot of different resources and a lot of different mm -hmm. um, information. Stop holding that to yourself. Give it to yeah. the world. Give it to the world. Allow persons to hear what you have to say in order to mentor them and to guide them into the right direction if you feel that there's something wrong um, in, in that area of knowing um, different perspectives and stuff like that. A hundred percent. More, more, completely. Really important, really important. Yeah. You know, April, I, I touch on this other question. Um, do you feel that people can voice an opposing view or argument without fear or consequences? Because, you know, I think that's why people are afraid to speak out or to mentor and to encourage people um, from their own perspective because they may feel that there's going to be pushbacks and stuff like that. How do you feel about that? So I feel vulnerable in answering this question. <laughs> so in my opinion, no, sadly, not everywhere. Um, we aren't there yet um, uh, in regards to, you know, having that, um, that comfort to voice opposing um, um, uh, uh, views and opinions without fear or consequence. Um, and, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I always think about like uh, hate and how powerful of an emotion um, that is and, and how much it needs um, healing um, and help and community. Um, and not everyone has access to that or knows how to, um, uh, which complicates things much further. Um, uh, but other human beings um, who you can voice your opposing opinions and your views around safely, that, that is, is, is the most important thing in my opinion, because when you find those safe spaces and you grow in those spaces and you ignite yours and other self-growth, um, uh, you know, it, it creates that growth mindset and, and makes positive change happen. Um, uh, because I do believe uh, that power is in numbers. Uh, and when you have a community, uh, when you have a network and a support system, anything is possible. Humanity needs connection and belonging. Yeah. So, so go find, go find your people. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Go find your people. Be, 
be there and you're my people you're my people well. too yeah <laughs> you're my people as well it's so I, I i think that that's really good you know april i i, I want to touch on the work that you're doing and, and your work um and all that good stuff so tell us a little bit about that and how this these these this this cultural perspective connects with the work that you do yeah so it has a huge part, uh, for sure. Uh, I feel like I've grown a lot in the last uh, couple of years, especially with COVID, and 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 I took a, a new role uh, with the, the federal government, with Jordan's principal in Inuit Child First Initiative, um, uh, and 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 I worked there um, for the last couple of years, and and I'm just moving on now um, into another uh, a role with uh, uh, the Inclusion Deputy Minister's Office, uh, which I'm so excited about. Sad to leave uh, where I was um, because um, uh, I learned so much and I grew so much as a person there, but also excited for the new challenge. Um, yeah. So we really focus on um, you know, ensuring uh, marginalized peoples. Um, in this case, uh, when I was working with Jordan's Principal and Inuit Child First Initiative, Indigenous peoples, um, and that uh, encompasses in Canada, um, First Nations, uh, Inuit and Métis. And um, so my role uh, was to, to help um, uh, in Inuit and First Nations children um, get accesses to supports and services um, that they need so desperately across the country. Um, uh, and I, uh, one of my favorite things about the role was, was learning about um, communities in the farthest reaches of the country, um, you know, what they're going through, um, what their needs are, and how their needs uh, may, might be um, over and above that of, 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 of many other people in Canada. Um, so that was very, very eye-opening to me. Um, but my favorite thing um, about the experience, I think, was was seeing and, and learning about how wonderful um, these communities are. Um, their feeling of belonging, you know, they're just getting back their languages, um, right. their ceremonies, their uh, so many uh, great aspects of, of each one of these over 600 um, uh, 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 communities, um, you know, uh, it's just it's just a wonderful, eye-opening, humbling um, experience that I will always be grateful for. I'll take it with me into everything I do, um, uh, and 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 it definitely ignited self-growth in me, um, and helped me on on my lifelong learning journey um, to to hopefully become a better human being. Um, you wow. know, humanity's key. Wow. That, that, that's really important and that's um, kudos to you on, on the work that you're doing. You're an ally because you're allying and, and helping to create different um, work and, and different resources and creating different ways um, to create a whole diverse acceptance and also um, creating that way of, uh, of, of a smooth path for Indigenous people and people in general as well. And so thank you for thank you. the work that you're doing in, in solo stuff like that. So you built a new course and I, I want to talk a little bit about it. Um, whatever you want to share, I just want to hear more about this course that you have started um, that's going to help other people in general. Yeah. So in, in uh, leaving at Jordan's Principle um, and in your Child First Initiative, um, uh, 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 my last project was, was working on 
cultural humility course. And um, again, um, you know, one of those epiphany moments in life that, that, that kickstart uh, another round of self-growth. Um, uh, I learned so much from it and uh, so much, so much that I'll, I'll take with me throughout my life. Uh, one of the really big things um, that was introduced to me uh, through, through um, a wonderful woman I work with, Ashley Keys, uh, was Indigenous Worldview. Um, I got to really dive deep into it. So I was aware of it, um, I knew about it, um, but uh, we integrated it into this course and um, very eye-opening. I really uh, recommend anybody to look it up. Elder Dumont um, speaks about it and, 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 and uh, goes over it in, in a very uh, clear, concise manner um, that, uh, very eye-opening. It talks about human beings and, and not just about, um, you know, humans, but, but uh, you know, other life forms on this earth and, and how important we are um, as a system. Um, it just makes sense when you read it, I, I, I say that. And, and then uh, just to touch base quickly on, on cultural humility, um, and I'll try not to, to mess up my language because I'm now working on a humanity and belonging course, but uh, um, mm. cultural humility is really about uh, some of the stuff we've we've touched on today already. So self-awareness, awareness of others, and then the 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 final kind of components of that, which are very key, uh, would be power imbalance, um, power imbalances um, that we see all around us, uh, and really um, checking them and mitigating them in our systems and institutions. Uh, it's the only way uh, we're going to be able to have an inclusive um, society, uh, you know, and help those uh, marginalized peoples get up to the same starting points um, in regards to substantive equality. So, so yeah, yeah, very exciting and, and an amazing experience and very lucky to work with the amazing people and the team um, uh, there as well. Wow, that, that's, that's so amazing, um, April, to hear that. And I really do appreciate you sharing that. That's really, really touching. Um, humanity is really important and in, in human approach. Oh, that's a different topic for, day, <laughs> uh, for uh, the, the, talking about human approach and how to connect with humans and listening to where, where, um, where it goes and how that listening helps to impact. But that's another day for another conversation um, because I'm going to welcome you back indeed um, to have more conversations with you. But before we go today, you know, April, I always try to allow persons to give us a quote, to give us a blessing um, before we go out um, for the rest of this, um, this week or this day for, for us to be inspired. So what quote um, would you say that's going to help other people be inspired by the work of being open in this whole cultural perspective? So it's not a quote from me, actually, and, and uh, you're going to uh, already know this because uh, both of us attended uh, the Buddy Day Institute's uh, 10-year anniversary um, gala um, yeah. at uh, the Westin. Is it the Westin? Yes, the Westin. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, it really touched me, the keynote speaker there, um, Reverend Tutu, um, Naomi, um, and actually, um, uh, her father, Desmond Tutu, who, who just did the World Joy Summit, also spoke about this quote, and, and I, wa I, I want to share it. 
um, uh, to hopefully inspire people to learn more about it. Um, uh, and I hope I pronounce it properly, but it's Mbundu. Is that right? Did I say it right? Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, and, and it's kind of like exactly what uh, we've been talking about all day today. Um, and uh, it just blew me, blew me away and I've been thinking about it ever since. Um, and, and I really, really love that, uh, you know, um, the Buddy Day Institute uh, um, has that integrated in what they do. Um, so yeah, that would be it. And, and it really talks about, you know, community, um, humanity, belonging, um, the need for connection. And my favorite part is allyship, empathy, compassion. Um, uh, when, when, when Naomi spoke about the story about Mandela in prison, it just grew my heart and and it makes you have faith in humanity once again for sure yeah wow faith in humanity ubuntu wow <laughs> for me that means togetherness working together um, for common goals april adams it's been a pleasure interviewing you on on tweet the leader new podcast today i look forward to connecting with you more thank you so much um inspirational motivational movements that's where we need to go. I love it. In the neighborhood conversations, not the neighborhood, but in the neighborhood, having lots of conversations with other people. And I have uh, the privilege of having lots of conversations with Tweet the Leader, new podcast, being an ally and being the host of another podcast called The Neighborhood Conversation. So it connects with us having both conversations in order to serve community, in order to move forward, in order to get all this message across. And so April, I'll see you at the neighborhood conversations for us to have another uh, another designated um, conversation. Thanks Thank for you, everyone, me. and have a great day. See you yeah. soon.